This contest is the special Iron Man match for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Wrestling legend, old man Joey, finally ties the knot with his long-term voluptuous main squeeze, Eva Marie. And then nuptials turn to napalm as the real deal Simon Pryor teams up with the fallen angel to take on the team of Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh, Hogan! And they are managed by Mr. Fuji. It's time to turn up the heat. It's time for SummerSlam. <laughs> you feeling better after that? <laughs> Oh, yeah. you've blown your voice out. Yeah. Oh, that is a laryngitis. Well, hey, what that? you've got to ask yourself with all that is, why is Mr. Fuji managing Hogan and Beefcake? Why not? Why was Jimmy Hart managing uh, Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake? Well, that is true. That is true. It's yeah. all gone a bit mental. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Iron Man podcast. I am the real deal Simon Pryor, and that voice you just heard, the gruff, dulcet tones of Vincent Kennedy McMahon, a.k.a. the Fallen Angel. And I'm just sat here confused. I really don't know what's going on. Well, that's, that's old man Joey. <laughs> we picked up from the bar with old Ginetti again. So let's, yeah. let's just so, keep going. What's at the bar? You just were at the bar. <laughs> what have you been drinking today? Cup of tea. And before that? Five or six Jack Daniels. Well, there we go. There so. we go. And how is Marty? Is he doing okay? I don't know. He, he left him. He was sat draining on. He said something about Sean Marcus and then complained and walked off into a bush. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Well then, um, Fallen Angel, what have we got on today's show, hopefully? Well, today is the first of our two because you can't fit it in. There's so much action, you can't fit it into one show. Mm -hmm. Our two, and we may even go slightly over the hour here for this. Um, Steady now. Steady now. Steady now. Um, Our two SummerSlam specials. Um, So to start off... Two, that is. Two. Two. Two specials. Yeah, there we go. Not one, but two. Two. Not quite three, only two. Two. So, and those two specials are... The um, we've got the news on this one, so yep. let's just, just go back a second. Then, what's <laughs> yeah. on the first one? Yes, um, well, well, just run through the list and then we'll see what we get covered. Okay, yep. so what we're going to do this week is we're going to go through the news that's up to date as of the moment. Um, then we're going to look at quickly look at Raw and SmackDown within that news because there hasn't actually been a lot of news this week. No. Um, then we're going to look at a SummerSlam preview, um, because this show will be going out the week before SummerSlam and an NXT Brooklyn takeover preview. Um, then we're going to start going through some of our summer slams that we um, started looking at a few weeks ago so old man Joey will be reviewing SummerSlam 1989 oh, there times. we go um, 
yourself, your good self, will be reviewing SummerSlam 1990. I will, and the, the bevy of fast and furious matches that that event entailed as well. Yes. And I Happy will days. be reviewing SummerSlam 95, 96. 96, well done. 96. Because you didn't want to do because, 95. Well, I'll talk about that when we get there. And also, in fairness, we have covered a lot of 1995 yeah. pay-per-views. I don't, know why. I don't know why, to be honest, it was a bad it's year. a year that should never have happened. Yeah. Um, and then um, we're also going to do another fate flawed way yes we are <laughs> yeah um, and a few other things probably a bit more about why WCW sucked maybe an overrated underrated and then into the next show we'll continue to review 2000 SummerSlam 2003 2009 2012 2002 um, and much more excitement yes so shall I start only as you can yeah. in the WWF I'm going to ring the damn bell okay damn it there we go. Right. Okay. So over it. News then. So the big news this week um, is this, this the Rhino news. Well, this this shows you how um, thin on the ground we are. Is that Rhino um, is now the uh, Republican um, can well the Republican representative for Michigan State, um, and, and he uh, could I, be Donald Trump's tag team partner in the White House. Can I just say as well, Gore, Gore, um, out oh, my. God. There's a lovely picture oh, of Rhino. For for those listening, if you haven't seen it, uh, there's a picture of Rhino wearing a mustard coloured jacket and a bow tie. Yeah. Uh which it's I, magnificent. I don't, I don't really get it. It looks surprisingly good, but in a way that shouldn't actually work. But I uh, the, the other thing as well, because I never knew this, was his name is Terry Guerin. Terry Guerin. Terry 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 There's lots of Terry's in pro wrestling. Terry Guerin. Terry Guerin. The more you say it, the more it's like he's like the Candyman. He's just going to appear. Terry Guerin. So announcing to win to enter the political race, Rhino told WWE.com a few months ago, "I've followed politics for decades. It's something I've always had a passion for. I love my country. I love the state of Michigan, and I love the city I live in." Oh, good for him. It's something I've thought about doing for a while. Um, and oh, good for go. you. There you go. So um, that, that, that's it, really. It's going to have no impact on us here in in, in uh, the UK. And this is the UK Survival Guide to Wrestling. So um, other news this week. Um, should we go for a Raw, I think? Yeah, go on. I haven't watched it. So um, any notes from Monday night? Rawr. Not really. I mean, it, it wasn't as good a show as it was last week. Is, is it from what you're saying before we started recording? Was it a flip in quality this week? So because last week Raw yeah, and SmackDown seems like were, it yeah. seemed a bit more primer heavy this week, and the matches that were on Raw just weren't massively that great. I mean, it was a good uh, Seth Rollins Sammy's own match in the main event. Okay. And a surprise appearance by Randy Orton, which was handled well, but the rest of the show. Well, I mean, does that, does that not worry you somewhat that the second week in, um, they are actually now invading <laughs> crossing, into the shows. Um, yeah. crossing shows, and we've got um, now. I understand that there is something there because obviously, you know, Raw um, yeah. that that match was set up before the uh, the the brand split, but I, it's a bit. Bit interesting that they've already done that. I'm just seeing if there's any other news, which is why I'm failing to talk properly. Um, there we go. Well, that, so, that, there's nothing new oh, there, yeah, is there? That's pretty much it. You so, don't even have to be reading to not be able Smackdown, to talk properly. Come Smackdown. Smackdown. What's um, better this week? Smackdown was better. I mean, it started off with uh, 
Daniel Bryan getting Apollo Cruz's name wrong, which was hilarious. So what did he call him? He obviously had to call him Apollo. Did, did he do a John Travolta? He called him Apollo Creed. Oh, nice. <laughs> Excellent. That's Excellent. not as bad as John Travolta um, with, uh, what's her name? Uh, I could tell you, but I'm just... Idina Menzel. Yeah. He called her Nadim Fazim or something like that. Obviously, I would not be able to get any of these nerds quick. No. Um, Shinsuke and, Nakamura. And, yes. And, <laughs> and on down. Smackdown, also American Alpha, David? Yeah, debut of American Alpha. They basically steamrolled the vaudeville, the vaudeville villains. Hmm. Either for you to say. Apparently not. Uh, not did, quite. Uh, before we go further on Smackdown, did you watch Talking Smack? No. Let's move on. Why would I do such a thing? Well, exactly. What is Talking Smack? Talking Smack is a new show on the WWE Network, which they discuss. Yeah. Okay. Considering I just watched SmackDown, it was pointless for me to watch that show. Yeah. I mean, I th- what they've done—they've stolen the um, the content from like Talking Dead and Talking Bad, which uh, Chris Hardwick does for Breaking Bad and yeah. uh, Walking Dead and all of that. Those shows because they're fiction anyway, they kind of work, because they yes. get people in to talk about the episode, um, they talk about their involvement in the episode, filming, behind-the-scenes stuff and all of that, um, and I think that's where Talking Smack is coming from, they're trying to add an element of that to mm. the uh, the process, but it's another half hour of WWE TV uh, every week, and do we need it if we've got pre-shows and then we've got after-shows and the, the show itself? No. no, we don't. There we go. Pointless. So, um, I won't be tuning into that then. Yeah. Um, so, that's that. Okay, um, NXT. Interesting debut this week. <laughs> the yes. Rude stuff. Bobby Rude um, made his debut onto NXT. To be honest, um, the best thing about it was probably his entrance music. The best um, thing about it was entrance music. I'll, um, I'll play a little bit of it. Go on then, let's have a listen. I can't... You it's know, hysterical. what's going to be so good about this? It's awesome. Oh, very nice. At first I was afraid. <laughs> I was petrified. Very dramatic. And... Oh, there we go. Alright, let's not that on there. Right, so there we go. So Bobby Roode came in um, and... He was he was glorious. He threatened he... NXT, did he not? He, yeah, he basically come out and... You assume just like, oh, everybody's happy to see him, and then like oh, any good he or does, hmm. basically just trashed everybody and told everybody how great he was and how far he's going to take NXT in the future. That's well, I hope he does better <coughs> than his friend, yeah, who has uh, disappeared already. What was his name? I've forgotten. James Storm. No, well, I didn't think James Storm. Oh, Eric. I think Eric Easy Eric Young. Yeah. yeah. So, um, also. Any- yeah, he's back in uh, Ring of Honor, isn't he? Yeah, um, just uh, there's a comment on YouTube uh, in relation to Bobby Roode's theme song, yeah. which I quite like. Bobby Roode versus Shinsuke Nakamura will have the best entrance before the match of all time. Yes, that is very true. That is very true. Um, okay, so that's, that's pretty much the news. Um, uh, yeah. One of the piece of news that we can talk about uh, yeah. was <clears throat> Broken Matt Hardy's recent appearance oh. on the Talk is Jericho podcast. Brilliant. Uh, he was in the character as Broken Matt Hardy for the entire time, including that ridiculous accent. And <laughs> it was pure genius. It was. It was the best episode of um, Jericho's pot Talk is Jericho I think I've heard in a long, long time. Um, and, you know, yeah, fair enough to Matt Hardy, to yeah. be fair. You know, we, we sort of said it was underrated last week, overrated last week. Well, I'm, I'm um, sort of leaning back away from that. The more this Broken Matt Hardy yeah, thing goes I'm on... Enjoying it. The more I'm leaning in favour of him, so yeah. it's, it's it's a weird. Let's, let's watch this space. Is the way forward. Yeah. Um, I, 
the problem is I don't want to actually watch that sort of thing. <laughs> no, you know I, what I mean, it's like um, I'm enjoying it, but I'm not actually watching it. The more I would see it, the less I'd like it. I yeah. think is thing. So I mean, um, on a side note as well, from my brief foray into raw and tna. No. Um, yeah. Tana. I had noticed. The Impact Zone. We, Mike Tanay. Oh. Tanay. Mike Tanay. Um, <laughs> hey, maybe that's why it's not. Mike Tanay. Mike Tanay. Um, the uh, one thing I noticed from those two shows is that there is, there seems to be. Uh, I didn't mention this when I talked about them previously, but it seems that they are emphasising more now the the filmic aspect and yeah. like, like promos behind the scenes stuff and. Um, uh, there was one promo that I saw for Ring of Honor where, uh, oh no, it might have been on TNA, but they, it was like um, shot like a film. Yeah. And I thought, well, this is interesting. It's, it doesn't have that sort of typical pro wrestling feel. It feels like a, a little film in its own right, but it's still telling a promo and, is and all it, that. It's is it that? Is TNA going down the route now where they can't compete with WWE? Obvious. They've yeah. got the money to make it look no. like professional sports, so why bother? Bring back Jeff uh, Jarrett. Bring J E double R. No. J A double R E double T. Or or not. Dead air is a crime jet. Yeah. Right. Um so let's what I was gonna say is could it be that they've um they're they're thinking let's go on a different way now and we can't compete with WWE, but we can compete with Lucha Underground who make it more film based. Yeah, that that seems to be my impression of it. Uh they are following a very similar pattern to that. In, in, I mean, Lucha Underground's a bit different because they are they're sort of weaving like a TV show drama in amongst the wrestling action. So that I think the emphasis is more on the backstage stuff than and, and telling gritty storylines involving you know drug taking and all of that stuff mm-hmm. than it is on the the in ring action. Whereas TNA, I think, is that halfway point between. Uh, a pure wrestling show and entertainment in this the sense of this is a dramatic film like um structured storyline type thing where and then WWE has the the big polish and the the storylines that they do there and it, it, you, if you're looking for variety in your wrestling organizations then you'll get it if you look at TNA you've got this crossover between wrestling and, and film stuff you've got WWE you've got your big big polished production the the big all singing dancing money making machine you've got uh, Lucha Underground which is the storylines you've got Ring of Honor which is there's nobody there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes it better to be a, like a movie if there's no one in your audience yeah. then that's making a movie so okay so that's pretty much the news up to date and uh, that there's an interesting story um, I picked up last <coughs> week uh, which I've suddenly remembered which I'm quite pleased about um, oh, and well that done. is that Sports Illustrated um, has ranked the greatest wrestlers of all time so um, let me just get the actual list oh no why because the iPad has just decided to do something I I didn't want it to do, damn it. I don't want you looking at it. Don't you cheat. So well, It's um, not cheating. I've got a computer here ready to go. No, because then you won't be able to guess <laughs> the numbers. Right. So, oh, it's a power game. Oh, I there see. we go. Right. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the top um, 25 wrestlers are on this uh, site that I've got. Okay. So um, I'm just going to wait for it to finish loading up. But the what, two that I've got in front of me now, there we go. So number... I'm going to give you some names. Shall we guess a few before you give us any names? Well, (laughs) I was going to give you a name and ask you to guess whereabouts they are in the top 25. Okay. That's what I was going to do. Yeah, Um, go on. 
Um, unfortunately, the pop up has destroyed my plans. Um, well, there we go. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, what is this all about? It's just, just talk about something. Let me let talk me about tie. something. Well, okay. Who could be on this list then? Uh, the Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Rick Woo! Flair. Yep. Um, John Michaels. Yep. Uh, who else? Hulk Hogan. I'd, I'd say probably. Uh, yes, Terry's got to pop up somewhere. Sure. Yeah. Brothering um, all over the place. Like <laughs> does. What are you dudes going to do? Right, ripping so your shirts. Let's right. have a look. Let me go okay, so pick, pick, give me a number. Whereabouts you reckon these people are? So Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Correct. Hey. Nine. Okay. Kurt Angle. Uh, Nine. seven. Number. 18. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. So, let's play above or below, I suppose. Um, above or below um, Kurt Angle. So, let's go for Triple H. Better or worse than Kurt Angle? Uh, uh, from contribution to the business, probably higher, but yeah, I would say he's going to rank lower. Yeah, he's ranking at 22, so not yeah. as high as Kurt Angle. Yeah. Okay, Bret the Hitman Hart. Uh, higher. higher. Yeah, he's at 16. So, comparing yeah. it to Bret the Hitman Hart, let's go for... Daniel Bryan, is he going to be higher or lower in the rankings? Personally, no, lower. Probably. Okay, yeah, twenty-one. Yep. Okay, shall I shall I do the the? Uh, I think the top fifteen's worth going. Huh? Yep. Go on. So go number fifteen, Mick Foley. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you wouldn't necessarily think of for wrestling ability necessarily, but he's well, no, contribution he, wise. Yeah, he's an all-rounder. Number fourteen, Harley Race. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Probably from our point of view, Harley Race well, was generally. Um, he was over manager hill, at that point, yeah. yeah. Retired, but um, I've been watching a lot of the old school stuff on the network, and I can see where why Harley Race is that high in the list. So yep. yeah, that that makes perfect okay. sense. Number thirteen, Chris Jericho. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Well, first undisputed world champion as well. Yep. So yeah. Number twelve, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotta love yeah. the the Roddy Piper, uh, the Canadian Scotsman. Number yeah. twelve, badass Billy Gunn. Really? Don't say no, that. Don't no. Say that. no. It's gonna no. say don't don't toy with it. AJ Styles. No, no, no. Was it AJ Styles' hair? This isn't the hair list. That's going out next week. Um, so what's well, uh, a future pro, uh, no. future uh, feature? Number eleven. I think quite low in the list, but oh yeah. The Macho Man Randy really? Savage. Uh, okay. He didn't really do much after WrestleMania three. Let's be fair. Oh come on! <laughs> WrestleMania eight. I know. I'm joshing. Right. I'm joshing. Ten. Andre the Giant. That yeah. That's someone that didn't do much after WrestleMania three. Yeah. This is yeah. 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 <laughs> um, number nine. Sting. Yeah, you can't argue his contribution. He, he was though... the face of WCW for most of the nineties. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, number eight. Hulk Hogan. Only number eight. Interesting. Right, okay. Yeah. Number seven, John Cena. Oh. Da, 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 da. Well, I can oh. I can understand that. I'm trying um, so hard not to swear and throw things. I I, I don't want. I'm, I mean, I'm not really a massive fan of John Cena, but I can see why. Certainly, maybe not so much for his in-ring contribution, but these, the fact that he does go out there and he does stuff outside of the business, and it does. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the face of wrestling, still, yeah. isn't he? Uh, number six, uh Dream, Dashley Rhodes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he, I mean, storylines, and I mean, the, he originated the dusty finish, didn't he? So, uh, yeah. amongst other things, and the polka dots. Number and, and he looked for sweet sapphire. Ah, sweet sapphire. <laughs> uh, number five, the Undertaker. Yep. Okay, yeah. Again, uh, mainstay in the nineties. Number four, The Rock. Yep. Okay. 
Number five, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hang on, do you say number three? I'm pretty sure I meant to say number three. Yeah. But number three, there we yeah. go. Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin. I'd <laughs> be yeah. very good at doing like the top 40, would I? No. Uh, number two. Two. Uh, <laughs> Sean Michaels. Yeah. Okay. So that leaves number one as... Wow. Uh, all my choices have gone, so I can't... Woo! Ric Flair. Oh, yes, of the course. Nature, we talked about that, yeah. Uh, Nature Boy Ric 17 Flair time. Is, um, a 17 time, 18 time. No one really knows. No one really cares. Well, this is why I, I think because Ric Flair is a 17 time world champion, this is why John Cena will not get another title run for a very long time. Yeah, I, I do. Or, yeah. or, or indeed ever, because he may not want to actually go beyond Ric Flair's mm. record. Um, although well, the fact is with WWE the way they are, swapping belts every month does mean that you do build up a number of championships very, very quickly. That is very true. So um, there you go. So that is the news. That is NXT and Raw and SmackDown. Let's have a look at the current card for NXT uh, Brooklyn TakeOver, which is on the Saturday night. The 21st of August. 21st of August uh, before uh, SummerSlam. So do you want to run us through the card? Well, there's only, from you, you were saying, there's only two of these matches yeah, that have been officially announced. two of these matches that have officially been announced. I mean, the other three make sense, but I don't think they've actually been announced on the TV yet. Okay, so, so go, go with the two that, that have been announced then. Well, the two that have been announced is the uh, NXT Championship match between Samoa Joe and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Your two favourite people to uh, call in a match, Mr. Angel? I don't understand. When have I ever said any, like, Samoa Joe wrong? Or... Well... We're just assuming you can't yeah. talk. <laughs> Try saying Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura, I see. Yay. Um, tell me about who else has returned this week? Uh, Hideo Itami. Oh, oh yeah. You've, made, yeah. you've made me so, don't you? I you can't. Yeah, there we go. So, um, <laughs> this NXT title match, uh, I would. what do you think about that? It's going to be a, a good good match. Absolutely. I think it's going to be a good match. I think Samoa Joe will retain. I do too. Uh, I don't. Storyline perspective. Oh. I really don't. Mm. Because, I mean, Nakamura... Because it's told you what's going to happen. Nakamura, at this point, has been undefeated. I don't see that stopping now for Joe. Well, I think it instead of it being uh, a straight pinfall, there might be... Some interference. Some interference, perhaps. Oh, or um, something that gives Shinsuke the win, but without giving him the title. Uh, ah, okay. It's possible. That's the way I see that. Or, or I, I see. Or, I see. Or Ludwig Borger. Yeah, or a double ah. pin. Or it could be a Ludwig Borger situation with Tatanka. Uh, oh, damn. No. Undefeated Tatanka. Um, <laughs> maybe Tatanka will come back. Maybe Ludwig Borger will come ah. back. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Um, next announced match. The next announced match is the women's championship match between Asuka and Bayadei. Okay. I'm looking forward to. Almost as much as the NXT Championship match. Yeah, I, I again, I think Asuka will retain and then Bailey will get the call. Agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. And she'll be at <clears throat> SummerSlam, I would imagine, or Raw the next week. Um, okay, so then we have the three matches that are not currently announced but are predicted. Um, and that is The Revival versus <laughs> Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. And I'm going to say the Revival are going to win because I can't say the others. Yeah. Uh, I've not seen Gargano and Ciampa recently uh, and I can't speak for their match on the Cruiserweight Classics. I've not watched it yet. So, it uh, was excellent. Was it excellent? I will really be watching good. it after we've recorded this episode, ironically. I believe so. the Revival, whilst in NXT, need <clears> that type of championship. Unless the Revival are going to be called up, which I think would be an issue for NXT for them to be up like, 
called up right now. I think um, they need to keep the titles until maybe sort of Christmassy time and then go off. So like that, that's yeah. what I'd say. I'll go with that. I, I, I'm quite a fan of their style of wrestling as well. It's sort of it's, grounded and It's uh, late 80s WCW. Yeah. It's, um, it's the Brain Busters Mark yeah. II. So, um, there we the go, and then we've got the next match, which is um, uh, Andrade Almas versus Bobby Roode in yep. the debut match. Obviously. Glorious. Glorious. I'd imagine Bobby Roode's going to win that. Yeah, I'd hope so. Um, there we go, and Austin Aries versus No Way, Jose. Jose. Yep. Um, uh, Austin Aries. Austin Aries needs to win that, surely. Yeah, probably does. It'll help his new heel character as well. Yeah. yeah. And there you go, so that's, that's the NXT I mean, just, card. Just looking at that card as it stands as well, uh, there is a lot of talent there. Mm. And yep. the, the way NXT is set up at the moment, despite all the call-ups to the big league, so, I mean, it'd be a shame that I won't see Finn Balor quite as often uh, in, in action uh, now that he's on Raw, but there's a lot of talent there. The thing that this card, which is different to a lot of uh, the main event cards, is there's not actually that many matches. No, yeah, they might announce. Well, more. no, I don't. Think, I think it's a good thing because what that allows is effectively half an hour each match, if need be, a bit more, a bit less, depending on on what. So your opening your opening match of that might be, let's say, Bobby Roode in his yep. debut. That might be a fifteen minute match, and that could be quite a short match. Uh, but then that gives you fifteen tw- like twenty minutes, half an hour for the tag team match. You could have fifty minutes for Bailey. Yeah, it's you know it's a good slot of time on there, and because it's on the network. Actually, three hours could be a bit less, could yeah, be a bit matter. more. Doesn't yeah. matter. Just go and steal the show. I think there is. There's another debut as well on this NXT show. So what's the name? I think it's Ember Moon or something ridiculous. Or somebody debuting on this. It's not as ridiculous a name as Blue Pants. Well, no, but that's we haven't seen Blue Pants in nearly a year. No, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. she's lost the Blue Pants and she's like, well, she's right, too I busy. I can't go out there. These yeah. pants aren't blue. She's very busy cosplaying elsewhere. I think. Yeah. Um, Okay, it's so an interesting go. card though. Yeah. There we go. So uh, straight on to SummerSlam. Ah, the preview. So SummerSlam preview, and the card is. Hello, So the card is shaping up. So let's go. Um, I was going to say from the bottom to the top, but it's quite hard to predict what the bottom will be because it's a lot of title matches. So let's go for the less important titles. Um, the one that doesn't seem to be on there right now is the newest title match, which has been announced. Um, that one. Which is no. Oh, there's, an, there's uh, which another Which is one. the Russian. All oh, right. The Russian. Yes. Machka. Yeah. Um, Rusev versus uh, Roman Reigns, I believe. Well, I don't think that's been announced yet. It's just been heavily hinted at. Hmm. So that means that uh, Roman Reigns has dropped down to the mid card level now. Yeah. Um, For the time being. Possibly the best thing that could have happened to him, to be yeah. honest. Um, maybe so, recreate him. I. Correct me if I'm wrong. So Rusev is he still the United States champion? Yes, he is. Yes. So, but does that mean he's rebadging it as the Russian title? Is, is that I, what we're saying? Well, I think he should do. Uh, whether yeah. he does or not, it's another thing. Um, it's well, I don't know. Um, so there we go. So um, let's, let, yeah, let's start from that match and work up. Okay, so, I think it gets progressively better, kind of, as you go up the card from there. I know. I so let's six is better than five. Anyway, so yeah, let's go for uh, first one is for nothing other than pride uh, for the face of SmackDown. Yeah, John Cena versus AJ. Lovely hairs, Styles. Styles. Uh, I from, I wonder who you're going to vote for. Well, yeah. it's going to be AJ Styles, not because of the hair, but I think it's I'm, because I'm, of the hair. Yeah, it is because of the hair. Now, um, guess referee Billy Gunn. 
yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, disturbing yeah. dreams. Yeah, determine that. Yeah, um, but now I mean, I to be honest, bearing in mind John Cena is the juggernaut that runs rampant across everybody. Yeah. Um, I think he's probably going to win, but from a, a storyline perspective, I think AJ Styles should get it just to put him over and then absolutely push him forward. I think I think they might be quite clever on this one. I'm not saying that John Cena isn't going to win, but I think they're going to do something relatively clever, which means that if oh, like, John um, Cena does win. Styles don't look bad, or Styles will win, which will somehow preserve Cena. Like someone massively will turn heel on Cena. I don't know. Something will happen because they can't crush John Cena, but AJ Styles, they would be stupid hmm. to crush AJ Styles. Yep. What they really want to do now, in my my book, is I'm not saying they're going to make him the champion because I don't think they're going to. AJ Styles can have a, a couple of matches against the winner of the main event, the uh, WWE Championship match. And they I actually believe that's the plan going forward. I think mm. that's what they're going to do. Have you been in the boardroom events? Well, we do know they listen to well, us. I was so. in the boardroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't tell you who else was in there. It's a secret. Marty Gennetti. You've uh, stole my pen. Talking of which, keep talking a second. <coughs> oh, sorry. Um, okay, he's off. I don't know what's yeah. going on here. He's gone off. He's gone off. Please. Uh, then there's, so, so that's that one. Um, the Miz versus. Um, oh my god! Uh, what the hell is that? I found a, a present that Fallen Angel bought me a very long time ago that from is, a shop in Aberystwyth. That I believe. is disturbing. And uh, it is still sealed. It is a Hulk Hogan Pro, Pro Wrestling, Wrestling WWF, WWF pen. You say, bro. I'm hoping for your. Integrity, you actually just stole that and didn't pay your hard earned money for it. I don't think it was hard earned. Um, I think <laughs> it was like 80p or something like yeah. that. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But I kept it and I've only just found it again. That is Hulk Hogan in the late era of WWE. Yep. When he was just about to jump ship there. Okay, well, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, then the next matchup is The Miz, the Intercontinental Champion with Maurice. Um, versus Apollo Crews. Uh, I would like to see Apollo Crews win this one. Absolutely, me as well. Um, because the Miz I can't stand, and um, Apollo Crews I think has got the talent, and uh, I need a new star to help rebuild yeah. the Intercontinental prestige. Yeah. How long has the Miz been champion now? Forever. Uh, four months, since, I think. Uh, yeah, the the, uh, the, the, the night after Rules WrestleMania. Oh, uh, night after WrestleMania. Yeah. But I mean, look at look at the matches he's had though, in in terms of defending it and. Um, Dealing with the Intercontinental Championship and defending the Intercontinental Championship, he's not really had any decent opponents in no, that book. It's, it's not been good. It's not been good at all. It's like they've been treading water for like most of the year, and it's been meh. Okay, so then we got Sasha Banks versus uh, Charlotte Flair. Um, woo, woo. Woo. Um, rematch, obviously, for the WWE Women's Championship. Yeah. Um, Going to be a good match, I'd imagine. Oh, it's going to be a solid match. Uh, who wins, I don't know. I would expect Sasha Hopefully to retain. Sasha, yeah, yeah that um, makes more sense. Apparently, Sasha Banks got married uh, in this last week or so and to someone who designs uh, costumes for WWE. Yep. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. I can't remember his name. Um, uh, didn't no. feel it that important. So, uh, but I think Sasha Banks there. And um, what's interesting in the current card, there is no SmackDown women's. Uh, Wrestling involved yet, so we might nope. see if that develops into something. Although even Smackdown, Marie SmackDown have got the next pay per view after SummerSlam, yes. obviously. So it might be even Marie versus well, Jamie, old Joey here. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's just disturbing. Uh, I might have to have a bit of sick. Would would, would old man Jerry be in a Pat Patterson having to dress up as a woman situation type thing there? Because I can't think of anything more disturbing. 
I could, but I'm not going to. <laughs> not on this really podcast. No. Um, okay, so then we've got Dean Ambrose um, defending the WWE Championship for SmackDown against Dolph Ziggler. Uh, I expect Ambrose to retain. Uh, Ziggler will put in a good performance and hopefully ele- elevate his uh, uh, profile with the organisation. However, based on our previous discussions, I don't think... I mean, he's been coasting for a very long time now and he's, he's had the, the issue where he's been in feuds with people. It's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, wash, rinse, repeat. I mean, well, uh, he, he needs to do something different. You should watch uh, the promo he uh, <clears throat> had on SmackDown. It was very impassioned, very... It, it made it look like he was going to win. I mean, he's not going to win. It's not going to win, but <laughs> the passion and the, just yeah. the whole promo, it was brilliant from him. It, yeah, I mean, it, it's it, as if he's trying to elevate himself, but you know, for where he's not going to yeah. win this match, as sad as that is. Well, the thing is, I mean, if it does elevate him, great, because... He deserves to be elevated. Well, I'm not saying that, no. Um, in, in either sense that you're trying to imply there, I don't <laughs> But um, it, it's one of those things where the, the brand split will help push mid-carders up towards the main event status, and Dolph Ziggler happens to be the first one that SmackDown have got lined up. But let's be honest, looking at the SmackDown uh, roster, they don't really have that many to draw on. Is it that Dolph Ziggler is a safe hand for their first main event for Dean Ambrose to defend against? Uh, because the main draw of SummerSlam is Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, and the new WWE Universal Championship, and actually the focus is more on the Raw people this time whilst they're building the SmackDown brand. Yeah, because if they wanted a, a, a steal the show main event match for SmackDown, they could have done Dean Ambrose versus AJ Styles. But I'll suggest they're leaving that for September's uh, Backlash pay per view. Yeah, uh, where it will be. Um, um, yeah, that'll be it. So, um, <laughs> there we go. Dead air's a crime. Yeah. Um, Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins for the new WWE Universal Championship. Now, I, the, this could go one of two ways. Either they play safe and just give, give the title to Seth, or they do a universal, uh, not universal, an undisputed championship rug pull on us and give it to Finn Balor like they did with Chris Jericho. Yeah, could be a new era type thing. Let's launch a new era with this new world-renowned star, uh, Finn Balor. Um, what do you think? My name I... is Finn Balor. Now, this this is going to come surprising coming from me because I, I'm quite the advocate for Finn Balor, but I think he's going to put in a show-stealing performance, but I think they've got to give the belt to Seth. It makes more sense because uh... at this point he's more... I mean, I think it does. Uh, I, I think, the words, I, I, my brain's I think it does again for future for future feuds because the next feud is obviously going to be well, not obviously, but I would assume would be then the winner of that match to take on Randy Orton, um, um, and I imagine Seth Rollins. Why, versus why would Randy. they take on Randy Orton? He's on SmackDown. Yeah, unless ah, he's going to invade SmackDown again. Ah, yeah. Well, in that case, I am wrong. I'm of course sorry. you are. I will bow out. Goodbye. You'll bow wow out. Bow wow out. I'm going to go pocket eye. Pocket eye. Don't want a pocket eye. Okay, so um, there we go. So that is the uh, SummerSlam. Pretty. Oh, then we have got the main event. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Brock Lesnar versus. Don't uh, say, say it properly. Brock Lesnar. Thank you. God, my throat's hurting. Versus Randy Orton. Brock Lesnar. Randy Orton. Oh! Ooh, look I at mean, this. I've got no reason. I'm just 
Brock Lesnar will bounce around the place a little bit. Oh, no, thinking about it, it could be Randy Orton. This is what will happen in my book. Brock Lesnar will bounce around on his feet, on the balls of his feet for a bit. He'll do a few suplexes. <laughs> Throw Randy Orton about like a rag yeah, golfer. He'll take bit. Randy Orton to Suplex City. And then what will happen is, out of nowhere, RKO, end of match. Sounds about right. Yeah, can't argue with that. I'm trying to think who could uh, get involved to cost uh, one of them that matchup, but I don't. I think it'll be John a clean match. Cena. Oh, oh. setting up a new feud with Randy Orton. Well, we've never seen that before. That'll be excellent. <laughs> or Brock Lesnar. No. Oh. Oh. Hasty sarcasm. Um, who else could intervene in that match, though? If, you, if we're looking at both the Raw and SmackDown cards, I mean, Brock Lesnar's not going to be on Raw. That Taker. Much, is it? So, I mean, Taker could come back. No, I'm joking. I don't want to see that. No. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah. Taker will come back and then attack Randy Orton. No, you just oh. come out drunk, throw like a whiskey bottle at him, all shout. Yeah. Oh, it could be the return of Sweet Sapphire. You know, uh, it's been, it's been, uh, like I was saying, it's about 25 years. 20, 26 years yeah. since he's been there. No, no, I've got it. it, it it's going to be the grand, excellent return of uh, good old Terry. Ah, all over the place. That, that works. <laughs> Bring back the brother. Led down by Brutus. <laughs> yep. Shearing. They were oh, Bruce dun, dun, Shearer. Dun, 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 Is he a brother dun, dun. of Ed? Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so there we go. So there we go. Um, good stuff. I, 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 I'm looking forward more to this card than I was to Battleground. And yeah. I was pleasantly and surprised. Battleground was very good. Yeah. So um, I'm open for a four star, uh, four four ring post match. Yeah. Um, event here. Um, and interestingly as well, so, um, <laughs> no, no, anymore. Sami Zayn or Kevin Owens on that list at the moment. Now. Mm. Um, do we believe that uh, Kevin Owens is teaming up with Chris Jericho? It, it looks as if uh, it might be teaming up to uh, take on well, will Ke- Big Cass. Will Kevin Owens be breathing in the magnificence that is Jericho? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, that'd be a good match. I'd quite like to see that. That yeah. could be some. There's some good uh, mic work going to happen before that match. Absolutely, it'd be brilliant. How are you doing? How are you doing? Yeah. Right, okay, so there we go. So that is our rundown of um, the news, the previews and everything. So with uh, 27 minutes left on the clock, it's time to go back in time. Okay, now we decided not to do the inaugural uh, SummerSlam as it's not very good. <laughs> no, um, dreadful. It was, uh, I remember that being a 15-rated video back in the day. Yeah, a lot. yeah. Oh, it was all because Miss Elizabeth pulled up her skirt, I believe, yeah. and that, that, that was it. Yeah, um, show a little bit of cheek, 15-rated. Yeah, there we go. So, um, either that or it was 15 because of the dreadful content. It could have been, yeah. So um, um, There wasn't any blood because that was normally the reason why they, they upped the rating on those yeah. times back then. But yeah, uh, I don't recall the big So, in. this first one is SummerSlam 1989. Obviously, in 1989. Yep. Um, I chose this one for Old Man Joe for a couple of reasons. One, because I thought you'd particularly like the commentating team. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hurt you for that. Yeah. So, class. The commentary team. Feel the heat! <laughs> the commentary team was none other than uh, Jesse Ventura and good old. Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone. <laughs> so, um, shall we Shall we go through this uh, match by match? Yeah, well, we could do. I mean, I can try and recall. I, I can recall most of it anyway. I've watched this event so many times. So I can't, I can't remember the first match. <laughs> well, it was a dark match as well. dark match. Yeah, I mean, that's look at that for a dark match. Dino Bravo defeating Coco Beware. Wow. Uh, uh, in, in, in more interesting fact, the time of the match was not applicable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't happen. Yeah. So then... Um, 
In the way that started off a lot of the events circa 1989, a tag team match, and it was the Brain Busters versus um, the Heart Foundation. Yeah, 16 minute match. That was that was longer than the main event. That was longer than which is a good pretty much any other match on the show. Two matches, one match that hit 16 minutes, um, rightfully so later on. But um, how was that one for you? I really enjoyed this first match. It was really good. With John Glad, I mean, it's this match where they started off with the Brain Busters having only just won the tag team titles, and they had to go and explain, oh, this isn't a title match. No, this was weird. It made no mm. sense. Like, this wow. was weird. I remember this now because it wasn't. They don't. They weren't. They weren't. Who did they beat? Who did they beat for the title? Oh, God, was it Demolition? It, it might have been. Okay, uh, uh, keep talking. So I think anyway, the Brain Busters have just beaten Demolition. Um, literally on, a couple of days, a few days before. before. Um, so it wasn't scheduled to be a tag team title matchup. So the titles now, so weren't on the line. They put the titles on line, which you'd think, well, if that that's fair enough, if the Heart Foundation was scheduled to beat but the Rainbusters, didn't win but anyway. the Rainbusters won anyway. So just, why didn't they just make it in like an impromptu tag team title match? Well, yeah, well, <clears> it wouldn't have made. They, they it wouldn't have made any difference because, as far as I remember, it was a clean victory. I can't, it, it, yeah. it was a really, it was a clean victory. It was a really good match. It was quite technical. I really enjoyed it. It was. Well, you just spent nothing less, really. I mean, you've got half of the, the four say, horsemen, and then you've got Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart as well. That's I mean, what I was going to say. Bret Hart put on a very good uh, effort in this match, and it was actually good. Uh, at this point, yeah. they were toying. Really, this was really the good. initial point where they were starting to toy with Bret Hart going single wrestling at yeah. this point. Um, and they were trying it more off screen than on screen, but obviously, they kept him kept him with Jim Neidhart for nearly about two years, really. Um, so, there we go. So, then we had. Um, the Duster Rhodes. Isn't this like his debut or something? And it's one of um, his pay-per-view <clears throat> debuts, I think, anyway. So, yeah, um, near enough. Versus the Honky Tonk Man. Yeah, this, 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 oh, this is painful to get through. I mean, this, uh, this, a... this finished with um, uh, Honky Tonk being smacked in the face with his own guitar. Yeah, it did, yeah. By Jimmy Hart. And uh, Dusty then dropped the elbow and, and got the win. But... Uh, I'd imagine the highlight of this match was the music and they came yeah. to the ring. Yeah. yeah. I quite enjoyed uh, the Honky Tonk Man getting hit in the face with a guitar yeah. as well. And it didn't break. You, you, no, it you heard it. Yeah, you heard it. It was like a solid, it was like a proper oh. guitar, not not one of the ones that are designed to dissolve. Um, so <laughs> that's there you go. Um, and then in a three minute, 21 second squash. Classic uh, match. Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig. Took on the Red Rooster. Now, is this Mr. Perfect so early on he's still wearing shorts? Has he got the full perfect leotard? He's got the full, yeah, full leotard, full but he leotard. didn't have any entrance music. Ah, I, right, I think he yeah. just was in the ring. He and... just stood down and. and no, I thought this was. He, just he, 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 wasn't, he wasn't his cowardly perfect he became in like 1990 at this point. So he, no. was, he was just a solid wrestler, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, he was just. Wrestling. The rooster had no chance to do Absolutely <laughs> none whatsoever. From, from what I remember, the rooster actually had an intro, didn't he? And he had, yeah, he did. And, and then he, he just kind of got down. thrown about. Yeah, and then destroyed. <laughs> Good old Terry Taylor. Um, and there's another Terry. There we go. There's lots three. of Terrys. Terrys are everywhere. So uh, then, um, I mean... <laughs> a class. Uh, was it, did you mention this last yeah, week? I enjoyed this one match. of your top five. Yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, this was, uh, I mean, actual Marcus in and... Uh, so, so uh, just to clarify, it's Rick Martel and the Fabulous Rouge as Jacques and Raymond against, uh, with Jimmy Hart, against Tito Chico Santana. The Arriba! Indeed. And the Rockers. 
Shawn Michaels yeah, and uh, Martin Genetics. Funnily yeah. enough, uh, Shawn Michaels was teaming up with two Martin Genetics today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, the irony. And that was uh, a 15 minute match as well. So that's the, the... And unsurprisingly, uh, Tito Santana lost. <laughs> yeah. Um, Standard. Were you surprised at that? Uh, good match. It was a good match, yeah. It had to be a good match. 15 minutes of it. I mean, flipping it, that's quite a long uh, six man tag I mean, match. Um, I do enjoy the six man tag matches. The thing is, as well, I mean, this is just before Jacques and. Well, because Raymond uh, retired not long after this, and Jacques became uh, the Mountie. Yeah. He's the Mountie! There we go. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and um, I think it's interesting about this shows you just how much of a um, tag team event SummerSlam started off as. It was much more tag team orientated those mm. first three, four years. Yeah. Um, okay, then we had the Intercontinental Championship. Um, the Ultimate Warrior. Now, Rick Rude is defending the championship winning because he won it at WrestleMania 5 um, and he was now defending the title um, against the Ultimate Warrior. Now, I've never quite fully understood the storyline with this one because it didn't. Oh, they had a pose off at the uh, the Royal Rumble. No, I don't mean that. Didn't oh. Roddy Piper get involved? Yeah, at the end of this match. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he flashed, uh, he flashed Rick Rude. Flashed Rick Rude. Yeah. Rick Rude got all upset and then yeah. got booed. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. yeah. And, you know, uh, you think if you're a professional sportsman, yeah. you would um, you wouldn't you wouldn't bother doing that, would you? Just go, why are you flashing me for yeah. me? But uh, for storyline purposes, Rick Rude got all uh, all angsty up on the ropes, and then Warrior sort of just finished him off with a dreadful belly to back suplex. Yeah. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Was like, oh, what was the point in that? Yeah. Okay, then we had, um, well, I think you've, you've called this the, the Battle of the Face Paint before we've talked yes. about this match. Yeah. Um, so, Hacks or Jim Duggan? Uh, well, no, this one's slightly different because it, uh, that uh, that's most likely uh, Legion of Doom and Dungeon, right. I think. But this one, uh, we had Jim Duggan wearing a mask. It was ha- uh, King. Hacksaw, King Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, and Axe and Smash, the classic demolition lineup uh, yeah. in face mode against Andre the Giant and the Twin Towers of Big Boss Man and uh, the the White Black Man Akeem. Yes, um, and uh, Bobby Heenan and Slick at ringside. So perfect, yeah, perfect. Yeah. It's a jab, um, soul, bro. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the, the the big thing with this one is that there was a promo that they cut before Duggan and Demolition come out and. Ho- uh, Duggan's not Hogan. Duggan's got uh, his mask on. Big mask on, yeah. And they 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 go out to the ring, uh, all the masks, and they do the big reveal at the camera. And uh, Duggan's got uh, the stars and stripes painted on his face. There we go, and that 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 was it really. Um, And then the match, I can't really remember. (laughs) It was a squash. I I mean, the match was basically. um, It's giving Andre something to do. I think. I think think the match because Andre in that match just looked tired and all. You could tell he was. Andre was on his on his way out at that point. Obviously, they put him in a tag team then with uh, Haku to do most of the work in the Colossal Connection following this, and then WrestleMania next year, which was what seven months later, he retired effectively. Um, well, I did from WWE, kept resting, unfortunately, other places in the world. Um, then we, so that match, um, I believe, had something to do with four by two by four at the end of it. Um, oh yeah, those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they all do. It's it's Jim Duggan, but yeah, yeah he smacked. Uh, I think it was a keem yeah. um, over the back and uh, got the the sneaky pin. Okay. This, this is where the event takes a turn for the worst. I know. I mean, look at that. We've described some pretty decent matches, and then. The Eds, next match. Yeah. Where did this one come from? I mean, Greg Valentine versus Hercules. Uh, it was a three-minute squash. There was no storyline purpose to it. And it, it wasn't was absolutely god awful. Yeah. Did Greg Valentine have blonde or black hair? It's blonde. Yeah, it was still blonde. Was yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Ted DiBiase with Virgil uh, taking on Jimmy Superfly the Snooker. The only bit of this that I liked was the intro music. 
<laughs> Did this uh, have something to do with the, the Virgil? I can't he must have distracted point. Superfly and caused him the, to... Uh... The problem is with this match, always really kind of starting to get into it. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a counter. So following the match, uh, Sucker delivered he... a flying headbutt to DiBiase, knocking him out of the ring before headbutting and slamming version and performing his Superfly splash it on just, the prone bodyguard. It finished on a counter. I was like, well, that was pointless. A lot of million-dollar man matches finished on counter, so yeah. I don't know why. Um, okay, and last well, the guy one, had talent as well. So this yes. had all got... Well, exactly. This had all got you ready then for oh, the main oh, event. Now, oh, uh, oh. Let's put this in context as well, oh, because... Please do, go on. This, this that will make it seem better. <laughs> yes, it really doesn't. Um, <laughs> if you've seen the film as well, it's even worse. But uh, So the main event was set up where uh, previously Hulk Hogan had starred in No Holds Barred, ah. which featured Zeus uh, as the, the opponent in that film. And that film was awful. Dreadful. Yeah. Uh, have you seen it? No. Long, long time ago. Any film with Hogan in is dreadful. Um, it it's one of those films, uh, not wanting to dwell on it too much, but it's one of those films where they, they can't quite get the tone right. So yeah. there's silly bits, yeah. which is typical with WWF products at the time, and then there's a serious tone, and the yeah. two don't quite yeah, mix. They don't merge. Uh, so the storyline behind this is that Zeus and Hulk Hogan had backstage uh, heat? heat between one another. I mean, it's all storyline, because... Uh, Tommy Lister, who played Zeus, just wasn't a wrestler. He's blind in one eye as well, so that doesn't really help him. Um, So, uh, (laughs) storyline-wise, I call this the Battle of the No-Sell. Yeah, this this match was dreadful. I mean, Mm. I've I've said this before. Had it not been for Randy Savage being in this match, (laughs) it would be... Rated as a total bella. Well, Again, though, look, look at this. The match I mean, is God awful. Music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, look at the lineup. So we've got Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake, the the mega powers. Yeah. Um, with Miss Elizabeth, because Randy Savage is her heel at this point, against Randy Savage, Zeus, and Sensational Sherry in in their corner. Now Zeus just no sold anyway. Um, every time anybody smacked him, one he didn't just didn't react. react at all. And he only ever did choke holds and bear hugs. Yeah, That's and all. snarled. Yeah, and you know, considering he no sold through the whole of this match, he got beaten by a handbag. Some well, a mysterious object, a no, mysterious no, foreign object it, in the handbag. It was a handbag. It was a handbag. Sensation uh, of Sherry's handbag. Now imagine all the concoctions that were in there. Yeah. What what upset me more about this match is this match went on for quite a while, and through most of the match, Hogan was getting decimated. To the point where Randy Savage hits his top rope elbow, and you think, ah, end of the match. Nope. nope. This is the exact point where Hogan hulks up Obviously. and completely destroys the whole match. And then yeah. there's the uh, excellent bit of commentary at the end where Jesse Ventura goes on one and calls Hogan a woman beater. And they're like, no, 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 it's not. And then they show him footage of him actually trying to throttle Sherry and hit her. It's like, oh dear. Um, I'd explain that one, but it's an absolutely god awful, dreadful match. So there you go. So overall, then completely well. Had it not been for that last match, it probably would have been probably a three turnbuckle event because mm, yeah. most of the matches preceding uh, it were ma- good. matches yeah. one to seven, which includes matches with Rick Martel, the Red Rooster, Jim Duggan, um, <laughs> are all pretty decent matches, um, and then it just. No, it just dropped off a cliff. It's the grades. Two pointless matches followed by a pointless main event. Yeah. 
Absolutely um, god awful. Yeah. Do you ever event. watch uh, the? I think it's a Saturday night's main event where Hogan and Zeus finally took each other on. I mean, we must, yes. we need to find that, don't we? I mean, uh, I've watched. It must be on you. You must have seen that. Um, it was oh, Saturday no. night main event, wasn't it? I think. Uh, I've only watched 88 on the network, so no, I haven't oh, watched okay. it yet. But yeah, yeah oh, all I of think we need to have a look at that. I mean, that will be uh, worth all of those are on that. I'll, I'll jot it down. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the the, um, the thing with Hogan and Zeus, it petered out completely after that. There wasn't well, any. I think they realised how dreadful it was, and so I mean, they had. To, I think they were planning on doing it at Survivor Series, believe it or not. Yeah, the first Survivor Series proper main event, but. Um, they they decided not to go. Yeah, which is fair. I mean, the thing is, I mean, Zeus, Tommy List, who played him, he was the president in the Fifth Element, and he's done a load of other things as well. But he is blind in one eye anyway, so that that obviously limits what he can do in the ring. Um, He isn't a wrestler; he's just an actor. So he just looked the part, and it's one of those things where you just question the the logic behind it. It's a bit like putting the WCW title on uh, David Arquette. Exactly. Okay, so um, let's uh, keep going through. Um, now to SummerSlam 1990. Oh, this one's one um, of mine. And okay. you reviewed this one. So uh, this is where this is. This is between uh, WrestleMania 6, yep. Hogan Warrior, um, and obviously WrestleMania 7, Hogan uh, Silent Slaughter. Yep. So Warrior Champion, uh, Hogan, um, first time in a long time he hadn't been the champion. Um, so let's have a look. What was this event like? Okay, well, from uh, I had watched this once before, but the uh, the event itself. I mean, first and foremost, you've got Sergeant Slaughter doing a promo with uh, Brother Love, yes, running down um, uh, Nikolai Volkov and uh, sort of setting up his oncoming feud and his dislike of, of the United States. That's quite uh, quite interesting. So uh, the event itself, I mean, there's um, 10 matches on the main card. Wow. Yeah. Uh, in less than three hours. So mm. it, it just seems ridiculous. But the longest running match in this ma- in this uh, event was 14 minutes. Most of them are less than five minutes. One yeah. match is zero minutes. <laughs> yeah, for reasons that we'll get on to. But yeah. it's like the only match, Power and Glory... Uh, against with Slick Giant yeah. Solbro, uh defeated the Rockers in the opening match. Now this was pretty... six, this is a six minute match. And yep. it was six minutes too long. Didn't yes, it? Yeah. Uh, this was uh, essentially a handicap match because Shawn Michaels had an injured knee, yep. uh, so he spent most of his time. Uh, Power and Glory basically took out his knee, and he spent the rest of the match rolling around on the floor in agony, while Marty Jannetty tried to, uh, in vain, obviously because it's Marty Jannetty. The Marty Jannetty, it's not going to do yeah. anything. Uh, had to uh, to take on Power and Glory, and it, that was a waste of well, time. Jannetty's have gone two people that were worse than him. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. still lost. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, delicious irony. So uh, that was the, the the situation there. The next matchup was the IC title. Now you had the uh, the recent appearance of the Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erich, taking oh, on. Yeah. Mr. Perfect and um, yeah Texas Tornado um, was the underdog going in The it was like the he, Rocky Balboa wasn't it yeah. it was like they weren't it set in the um, in Philadelphia yeah, like Rocky I was I believe it was, it was yeah. um, because they, they touched on this a few times yeah I think, Philadelphia yeah. at the spectrum um, yeah. and they were like oh you won't win he's, he's a chump he's a nobody but Texas Tornado did win. <laughs> yes, he did. And he won the IC Championship. And beat Mr. Perfect in 5 minutes, 15 seconds. Yeah, not that perfect after all. Do you think Vincent Mann saw a big muscly man that sort of had similar sort of muscles like the Ultimate Warrior and thought, yes. oh, I'm on something here? Yeah. Sounds about right. Pretty much. Uh, I, When I was younger, I got the two mixed up. I thought they were the same person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
So there we are. Um, then you realise one had no charisma and one had lots of charisma. <laughs> I had a little too much. Well, um, yeah. Um, so next up wasn't a match per se. This was, well, this a, was the story of the night, weren't it? Yeah, clearly? yeah. So, uh, so uh, Queen Sherry defeated Sapphire by forfeit because Sapphire didn't show up. So this led Dusty Rhodes to go up, uh, all backstage looking for Sapphire. Including saying, "Hey, Hacksaw, have you seen? Sorry, you need to do the dusty voice, right? Yeah. Hey, hey, Hacksaw, have you have you seen uh, Sapphire? No, Dusty, but we're all still looking for her. Oh, <laughs> and then he was gone. Uh, just ridiculous. I mean, the, the whole point of this is it's building up to the fact that Sapphire has sold out and joined forces with Ted DiBiase. Yeah. I can't remember the the end of that story. I, I don't remember it going. I, that I way. think that was the last time they ever saw Sweet Sapphire. Yeah. I believe what had actually happened um, is that the Sweet Sapphire had made an inappropriate advance towards Dusty Rhodes. Backstage, yeah. um, so Dusty Rhodes is like, "We're not doing this anymore. I don't want this woman as a manager." Um, and that was it. Um, but I think basically, Sweet Sapphire was gone at that point and never seen again. Mm. So um, then the next match, oh, classic! Uh, oh, yeah, uh, the Warlord with Slick defeated Chico Santana. This is Warlord of East William. To me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, this oh, is yeah. this is post Powers of uh, Pain. Okay, yeah. Uh, Warlord. So this is actual. Steve Austin on steroids are all odd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, in five minutes, he managed to just destroy Tito Santana. Yeah. Um, I need that! <laughs> every time. Uh, the next <laughs> match, the longest match on, on the uh, the night, was the Hart Foundation against Demolition Smash and Crush in a two out of three fourths match. Now, this one was interesting because, for me, this was the, the end of the beginning. Yeah. Or beginning of the end, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should say, for Demolition, because Axe couldn't really wrestle because of health issues and everything. Uh, the... Just to emphasise the end of the match when Axe sort of gets involved and like hides under the ring and everything, you have the commentary team state categorically that they couldn't tell Demolition apart. Yeah. <laughs> apart from that, Crush was a little bit taller. That's oh, is really, that really obvious yeah. which one's which, unless you'd never watched it before. No, uh, well, Smash <laughs> looks... Like conquistadors, for God's sake. <laughs> Smash looks a bit like uh, the Repo Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Crush looks like Crush. And, and Axe had put on a load of wanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I found that quite a, a solid match, uh, yeah. all things considered. Uh, I mean, okay, did have Crush. It, this is the thing. I've, I've never been a massive fan of, of the three-man demolition and no. bringing Crush in. I mean, okay, so it kept the gimmick going for a bit longer, but they should have just dropped it when, yeah. when Tax couldn't what do it. What they should have done is maybe when... Um... I so said, looking back, they could have done the, the change, so it's Crush and Smash. And then if they wanted one final push on it, they could have had Crush turn heel on Smash or something like that. Yeah. And then they could have gone straight into a heel gimmick rather than having a year off and coming back as a Hawaiian, um, which, he, which is a bit <laughs> What odd. you doing, bra? Yeah, a bit of an odd move. And then take on Doink. Um, so, <laughs> um, there we go. So that was, uh, well, what is your review in this? What was that well, match? Um, you just said that was pretty good. I, I thought it was pretty good. I'll, I'll, go for, I'll give it an overall yeah. rating. So next one's always fascinated me. <laughs> Jake Roberts against Bad News Brown with the big boss man as the guest referee. And this match was the uh, sewer rat match versus the snake snake, match. Yeah, there were no sewer rats in that box. No, there was a snake, um, but the idea was whoever won got to feed his pet. Yeah, the other one. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, this this is one of those things where they, despite the talent that Jake the Snake Roberts had and probably still has now that he's back in shape. Yeah. 
you sort of question the booking decisions that he was involved in throughout pretty much his entire WWF run. Yeah, yeah. It's just one bad storyline after the other, and it's... and it's like and the the big boss man thingy. I, it, <clears throat> why would why did they use the big boss man at all here? Because he could have just been in the main event thing with Hogan, which he mm. was in anyway. But instead, they put him in as the guest referee. Yeah. <laughs> Double duty. Anyway, uh, that was awful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next up, just as awful, oh, Nikolai yeah. Volkov and Jim Duggan. Wasn't there some amazing singing in this match? Yes. Uh, oh. Leading into the match. Uh, God bless America. God bless it? America. Uh, Volkov can sing. Jim Duggan cannot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they beat the Orient Express. That was a three-minute match. Waste of time being on the card. Same as the next match. as well. two minutes. Randy Savage against Dusty Rhodes. Well, that was when the Million Dollar Man came out yes. and the sweet Safa got in the car with him one yep. final time and, yep. uh, so, and Dusty went running after it, didn't he? Yeah, so, but I, again, I mean... I, I mean, that was a terrible <clears throat> show because that was the end of a massively long feud that mm. ran from like Raw Rumble to then, yep. including the mixed tag match at WrestleMania. Um, and at no point did they really have a one-on-one Dusty Rhodes versus Randy Savage match, which that- could have been... You know, why wasn't that WrestleMania? Why wasn't that at SummerSlam? Well, yeah, Instead, they did this pathetic little end and it was mm, it, you know. So. This is the, the whole issue as well with Dusty Rhodes' WWF run because he had some epic classic matches in NWA and WCW yeah. and all of that. When well, he, he was fighting Rick his Blair, problem but... was he was in WCW. Yeah. And Virgil was named after him because Dusty Rhodes' his real name is Virgil. Yeah. So, uh, there we go. Okay. Um, um, next up was um, Hogan's non-main event appearance. Uh, where he took on Earthquake, who had Jimmy Hart and Dino Bravo uh, oh. at ringside. Um, and this match was pretty much the whole uh, gave Hogan a reason <clears throat> to have three months off to film Suburban Commando, I believe. Yeah. Which is when uh, Earthquake uh, sat on him in the Brother Lover show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> so, <laughs> so bad. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I don't rate most of Hogan's main event matches. It's always the same stuff over and over again, just with different opponents. Yeah. And this was more of the same. Uh, and Big then sweaty earthquake. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and then finally, in a steel cage match, a classic blue steel cage, Thanks Ultimate Warrior uh, against uh, Ravishing Rick Root for the WWF Championship. WWE matchup, I Yeah. Um, did you get annoyed by Roddy Piper's commentary during this matchup? Uh, I was generally amused by Roddy Piper's oh, commentary. Um, he annoyed just me during this. He kept trying not to swear, <laughs> which is standard for. Uh, uh, um, I I can't remember that match. I I don't remember specifics, but I know the Warrior won, and I'm always a fan of uh, steel cage matches. I'll be honest; it's been a while since I watched it, so I can't really. Uh, I didn't really make too many notes on it, so that indicates that it wasn't that great. Okay. But overall, um, I would say the event is a two-turnbuckle because they've crammed far too many matches in too short a space of time. They're trying to do too much in the time that they had. They could have easily dropped three or four of those matches and it wouldn't have made a jot of difference to the running time, really. Um, they could have just padded out a couple of uh, the better matches instead and it would have resulted in a much higher rated card. Excellent. Right, um, let's quickly go on to SummerSlam 1996, and I'm going to do this relatively quickly because um, we've only got three minutes left. It's time! It's going to go into extra time today. Yeah. Um, but let's um, start off then. So, um, 
There's a broadcast prior to the pay-per-view, which we didn't see, which is a shame. I would have quite liked to have seen that match. Well, uh, they Stone did Cold, Steve 50. Austin versus uh, Yokozuna. Um, and how Steve Austin beat Yokozuna in 1 minute 50. Um, then it went on to Owen Hart versus... Oh, S- the rope broke. Top rope broke when Yokozuna attempted a bonsai drop. Oh, there you go. Oh. I would have really liked to have seen that. Yeah. That sounds quite good. <laughs> um, so then it went on to Owen Hart versus Savio Vega. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, <laughs> well, that it's, it's, it makes him interesting, doesn't it? That's, oh, yeah, exactly. Decent matchup. Very um, not bad matchup whatsoever. Uh, why? Because Owen Hart's involved yeah. in that matchup. That's that's all you need to know, isn't yeah, it? That, really? that, that um, valid. Savio Vega could have a good matchup if he was fighting a good wrestler. Yeah, um, which is common with a lot of people. He's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, then we had yeah. this dreadful, dreadful fatal four-way match which lasted 12 <laughs> minutes. There's some um, classics in that. The Smoking Guns, Billy and Bart Gunn, your favourite? <laughs> yeah, sure. Bart Gunn is a, is a legend, yes. Um, yeah, with Sonny. No, um, defeating the Body Donners which is Skip and Zip um, who Sonny had uh, previously left them because they lost the titles and she went then with Smoking Guns versus the New Rockers yeah. Marty Gennetti and Leaf Cassidy aka Old Snow had we decided who was the Marty Gennetti and the New Rockers um, was this, Marty Gennetti still match, I, I think it was Marty Gennetti yeah, um, the Godwins Henry and Phineas Fogg with Hillbilly Jim and some dogs not really quite sure oh, they go okay. um, I can't remember which who defeated who at the end of the match Smoking Guns basically won this one uh, pointless match the only good thing on it was Sonny um, it was just dire that's it yeah just dire yeah. just absolute dire um, Psycho Sid defeated the uh, British Bulldog in a six minute match wasn't too bad wasn't what, too bad what was the storyline reason for them to uh, I don't believe it was okay um, right. I think this was the British Bulldog was still sort of a face at this point right. um, so like I said was a heel there you go um, Goldust versus uh, Mark Merrow 11 minutes poor <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'd assume Goldust will have done what he could to carry that match but Johnny B. Bad, he's not very... No, just not not good at all. No. Uh, Snake Roberts uh, was beaten by Jerry the King Lawler in a matchup which involved uh, Jerry Lawler basically talking about Jake Roberts' alcohol problem, threatening him with Jack Daniels, um, pouring Jack Daniels on him. Jake Snake Roberts, I can't remember how he lost. I think he's got a Jack Daniels bottle smashed over his head or something. Um, and then Jack Snake getting his snake out, which is big and yellow mm. at the time. Um, euphemism? Then, that's really bad. Is that a euphemism? There's the belt. I've started, so I'll finish. Um, so there I guess that wasn't very good either. Uh, Mankind defeated The Undertaker in the first ever Boiler Room Brawl match. I remember this. Um, I don't remember the rest of the card, but I remember that yeah. Boiler Room Brawl. So this match was uh, recorded over two, like pre-recorded and then live as it came to the ring. Um, what I think looking back at this now is the <coughs> problem with this match, if, if me or you or three of us commentated on this, it would seem like a decent match. They what the problem was was Vince McMahon didn't know how to commentate on a backstage hand, hardcore match um, mm. like this. Vince McMahon doesn't know how to commentate on in well, yeah, so, either. I mean, it was a bit like, oh look at that, he's hitting against the boiler, which is only in the WWF. You know, oh, and also the thing that I didn't like before before this match, um, Todd Pettengale yeah. went down <clears> to interview um, to interview Mankind, who was sat in the disgusting dank boiler room. 
it was a really clean, just like boiler room <laughs> in, in the bottom of an arena, and it was just like, oh, there's not really anything wrong with that um, boiler room. So they had a good match. Um, and Nearly they, half out of that as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of it was filmed backstage. I reckon it was about twenty minutes backstage, ten minutes yeah. in the actual live on the evening. They came out. Um, Undertaker was going to win. Um, you knew something was up here um, straight from the moment they came out because Paul Bearer was stood in the corner of the ring. And <laughs> as, as Undertaker came towards him to collect the urn off him, because it was they had to take the urn off Paul Bearer, that's who yeah. won the match, you just knew something wasn't quite right because <laughs> Paul Bearer was clearly getting ready to do something and he was nervous because he was having to do his probably first bit of in-ring action. Because yeah. if you think about it, all he'd done until that point was hold the urn. He'd never yeah. been in the ring getting involved. Um and he wasn't very good at it, but basically he turned on the Undertaker after all this time, um, and Mankind won, and he aligned himself with Mankind. Um, mm. So there you go. And then you had um, Shawn Michaels defending his championship with Jose Lefario. Jose uh, Lefario sounds a... like an adult movie star, <laughs> or a man with like massive chest hair. She said, hey, I'm a Lothario. There we go. Um, and he took on um, Big Vader. Um, time. I, I, I'm pretty sure this main event should have been, if you look at that poster at the top there, Vader and Shawn Michaels, um, I'm pretty sure that <laughs> that is an imposed picture of Vader on top of the Ultimate Warrior's face, which yeah. should have been there, but the Warrior had had a walkout after WrestleMania 12, yeah. and that was it. Um is that why he's so big on the uh, the old so? Um, but basically, it was a Vader squash match for a lot of the match. Um, if you just go down to the bottom again, so I can see the the actual way it ended up. I didn't give you the details. First thing that happened now, we've talked about a similar match to this in mm. this podcast because something happened similar a few months ago to WWE, WWE again. Um, I think it was a disqualification first, and Sean lost or Vader lost due to that. Then they restarted the match and it was a count out. Yeah. Then they restarted the match and it was whatever else. And eventually Shawn Michaels hit him with a switch in music mm. and that was that. Um, all in all, this was a dreadful pay-per-view. <laughs> um, um, I would like to say that Shawn Michaels saved the day, but he didn't because he was facing an obese old man. Um <laughs> I would say Mankind Undertaker. Oh, God, it wasn't. That was it. But the commentary was dreadful. Um, I'd say it's a one. Yeah, really was Sounds quite, quite shameful actually. Yeah, I remember watching it back in the day, and it's one of those ninety five, ninety six. I mean, coming out of ninety six into ninety seven, it sort of started to pick up. But yeah. that era, as a fan, you started to question your life choices. Exactly. <laughs> um, some yeah. people went down to Atlanta as a result. Yeah. So, uh, should we do fatally flawed way just to finish off? Uh, do I do it today, or do I do it on the uh, next, the next SummerSlam one? It is SummerSlam related, so I mean. I want to do it today. Yeah. You want to do it today? You can yeah. find another one for next SummerSlam. I'll, I'll, I'll do another SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah, Fatally can. Flawed Way. If you're not aware of uh, the, the format for this, and if you're not, then go back and listen to the previous episodes. Um, <laughs> but the format is that I pick a four a Fatal Four Way match of four people who would make possibly the worst match on any pay-per-view card and then it's up to Fallen Angel and Old Man Joey to decide who would win this match. A SummerSlam specific one. Yes. Could be really poor. Yeah. Could be absolutely dreadful. Yeah. So, I think Zeus is going to be in this. Oh, dear. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, the four contenders here Zeus, Mark Marrow from uh, SummerSlam 96. Oh, God. Uh, and then both from uh, SummerSlam 93, mm. we've got Ludwig Borger. Mm. Uh, and everyone's favourite, Marty Gennetti. Oh, uh, 
So of those four, who would Say win? Zeus. Zeus, Mark Marrow, Mark Marrow. Ludwig Borger, Marcy Gennetti. Who would win that match? Oh. <laughs> um, right. No. Who would win in terms of talent? I can't remember what it says. Would be Marty Jannetty. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. Marty Jannetty is yeah. the best wrestler yeah. out of all of those. You can't really um, smart the Marty Jannetty in that. Match, who would yeah. win according to when is this event being staged? Uh, well, it's at SummerSlam. Um, which year? When, well, when would this happen? Was, well, they're all from their own time, so it's yeah, Zeus, it Zeus in eighty nine. Depends when you're setting this event. Depends on who's going to win. Because if it's in ninety three, Ludwig Borger's got to win that match. But if it's in eighty nine, Zeus. Well, is, I know, right? What's what, what, going to happen? Let me just clarify: these guys, these wrestlers, these these are all put into this match based on when they appeared at SummerSlam. <laughs> so it, it's in for, their prime. So yeah, it's it's not okay. set. It's not. It's right. outside of time, but it's Zeus from eighty nine. Elimination match? Or? No. Right. One people what, to be. What is going to happen in this match then? It well, is. Yeah. Um, Martin Gennetti is going to wrestle his socks off yeah. um, and he's going to do as best as he can um, Mark Merrow is going to do a moon song so that's yeah. it uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. and then the match isn't actually, no one's going to actually win this match okay. what's going to happen is Ludwig Borger and Zeus are going to stand looking at each other in the middle of the ring chopping each other across the chest <laughs> and, and no going, selling and no selling <laughs> and um, the match is going to hit its time limit of 15 minutes <laughs> 12 minutes are going to be of them two hitting each other. Well, um, just to, just, burns himself out in three well, minutes. Just to put it in context, Gennetti and Borger faced each other at SummerSlam 93. And oh. that, that was a squash match for the ages because Borger came in and just pummeled um, Gennetti yes, and yes, then yeah, yeah, yeah. defeated him. Um, I was trying to find somebody else to put in the match and I thought it's, they're too good not to put no, in this no, match no. together. So, um, yeah, I, I think no selling... Yeah, I think you've called that just about right. Yeah. <laughs> 15 minutes of it. <laughs> yeah, 15 minutes of uh, Borger and Zeus slapping each other, not selling, repeat ad nauseum. And I think after that I need to go and have a lie down, to be quite yeah. honest. So uh, we won't cover what's on next week's show because we've already overran, but uh, if you would like to get in touch, you can send us an email to randomstote at gmail.com. You can also get us on the Twitters. Twitter! At the Simon Pryor, at Huge Greenberger, at Iron Man Podcast. You uh, can let us know if you'd like to see something on the show, if you'd like us to cover something or a particular event that you think is particularly horrible that we've not yet covered, um, uh, etc., etc. You can also, uh, what I will do actually from this episode is possibly put up, you know, the big log of everything we've covered in every episode. Oh. I'll put that on the website. Oh. Um, so you'll be able to have a look oh. at what we've done and you can pick out uh, Blue Tack and Fish Hooks. You, Hulk, Hogan. <laughs> uh, um. So, um, yeah, you can do all of that. And this episode uh, is available on iTunes, on lots of other podcatchers and other uh, podcast... Uh, avail- What's the word? Hulk! Hulk! Hulk. <laughs> That's the one. Uh, podcast <laughs> providers. Uh, if you uh, are able to give us a five-star review on any of those uh, platforms, please do so. It really helps us out. Uh, and that's it. Have you guys got anything you'd like to add? Just that you forgot to mention the uh, interview before the SummerSlam 89 main event with uh, Sherry sat around the cauldron. Oh, that was dreadful, yeah. Made oh, no sense. yeah. Yeah. So I just I just thought in case anyone was wondering why we didn't mention that, I just think that's probably the most important bit of the main event. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There we go. Yeah, um, lots of dry ice and green lighting. 
And Zeus. And Zeus. Uh, and I, I think that could be a good way to end it with uh, our impressions of Zeus. Uh, so. uh, 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 goodbye. <laughs>